Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're going to have a great show. We're going to go out to Clay Center, Nebraska. We're going to go to the USDA Meat Animal Research Center, and we're going to find out maybe one of the best unkept secrets to food animal research that's helping sustain agriculture in the U.S. and beyond. Closed captioning is brought to you by ProFusion Drench for Beef Cattle, a no-prescription, no-needle supplement. To learn more, go to zenpro.com. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're going to go out and visit our friends at the USDA Meat Animal Research Center in Clay Center, Nebraska. But before we do, I want to tell you a little bit about the hat I'm wearing here. Uh, proud Iowa State alum, Jeff Ryan sent it to me from Cresco, Iowa. Two guys farming and he's guy number two and I just I, I look on their business card and one of my favorite things it says is here two guys farming Inc feeding the world because Mayo Clinic was already doing brain surgery uh, thanks Jeff for all you do uh, thanks for everybody in agriculture but let's go out to the Meat Animal Research Center where we're going to meet up with Dr. Mark Bogus, who is the director of the center Dr. Thompson, thank you for the opportunity today to show you uh, a little uh, around the center a little bit and to provide a little background here. So this is the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center. It's the largest uh, meat animal research center of its kind in the world. Uh, we have about 8,000 mother cows that calve here. We have a 6,400 head feedlot. Uh, we have about 2,000 ewes that we do a lot of sheep research with, of course, and then we have about uh, 20 litters of baby pigs a year a week, excuse me, so 12,000 or so head a year. So we have a lot going on and, and of course it's busy all the time. Uh, this time of year we're getting ready for calving like most of the uh, uh, cow-calf operations in the Midwest and uh, we're processing a few cows today and we've got some industry experts here today as well helping us out and providing some further learning opportunities. So um, this location, the Meat Animal Research Center, was the uh, Navy Ammunition Depot for World War II, and that originally was 48,000 acres and uh, produced a lot of the armaments for the military effort, uh, torpedoes and all kinds of heavy bombs and rockets, and including the big shells that the USS uh, Iowa or Wisconsin would have thrown a long ways, right? So those, there was some serious uh, industrial ammunition being developed here. Now we have about 34,000 of those original 48,000 acres that we farm and ranch on. About 24,000 of that is dry land, uh, warm and cool season pastures. And then the rest of that is irrigated pasture and forages, annual crops, corn, soybeans, uh, a little bit of wheat, all kinds of things. We have a contemporary rotation like anybody and, and uh, we have a big farming operation. About 56 pivots here uh, covers a large portion of that. We also have a, a major watershed on the location that we deal with and we use for some research, but a very interesting location and a lot of mud this time of year. So we've always got to be cognizant of animal care and well-being and how we take care of pastures and paddocks and feed. And we do a lot of research here. That's why we're here. Uh, we do a lot of research around genetics, genomics, uh, nutrition, uh, reproductive physiology. Uh, we have one of the top uh, meat quality, meat safety groups in the world here. Uh, we have an extraordinary group of about 45 scientists that do all kinds of research for the industry. It's one of the few places in the world where we can put that much brain power 
on the same location that we do have the big 8,000 cow herd right in the 34,000 acre footprint. So we do a lot of very functional basic research uh, that we then uh, collaborate and graduate to the land grant system. We have wide ranging collaborations with the University of Nebraska and lots and lots of other uh, Iowa State and lots and lots of other uh, uh, entities around the world actually. So it's really exciting to be here uh, uh, leading this effort. We have a great cowboy crew. We're leading, uh, I think, a lot of programs now in the way that people look at animal care and well-being. We're contributing to those. We're providing a lot of leadership in that space. And it's very, very exciting. We also do work extensively with stakeholders. And we've had several listening sessions in the last uh, few weeks. And we're hearing some interesting things, right? Um, of course, genetics, genomics, production, feed efficiency, reproductive physiology, all of those remain very, very high priorities for us and for the industry. But now we're hearing things about what's our carbon footprint and how sustainable are we and how do we better package those discussions and how do we provide arguments to some of the counter arguments about uh, alternative uh, proteins and about land management and uh, sustainability and carbon sequestration, environmental impact ecosystem services, those are all the new buzzwords that are swirling around the industry, things that we're hearing and that we're listening to, and, and, and we're looking now for opportunity to grow our programs and uh, a baby to be uh, a larger contributor in, uh, to some of those very high industry priorities as well. So just a lot, lot going on and a lot to think about, and I'm blessed with a great team of scientists and a, a, a fantastic team of cowboys. And, and we're getting it done. And we're really happy to be able to share some of this with you today. Great segment. Thank you, Dr. Bogus, for opening up your doors. And thank you for all that you do for us in agriculture in the United States. They have pigs. They have 8,000 head of cows. They have cattle on feed. 38,000 acres, 38, acres of research, whether it's pastures, crops, ranching, farming, sustainability. All this research on genetics, nutrition, feed efficiency, the things that we're looking for in reproductive efficiency and many more for the researchers out there at the center. But the thing I think you take home and you start to hear from Dr. Bogus, it's all about animal husbandry. It's about taking the next leap, the next step, sustainability, animal welfare, the things that they're setting the bar higher for us in industry at our USDA Meat Animal Research Center. More after these messages. As dependable as the sunrise, in dairy parlors, open pastures, on ranches and feed yards across America, a place where reputation is more than a name, where the science of healthier animals is a way of life. It's the responsibility that drives who we are and what we do. Every decision, every day. It's your livelihood and our responsibility. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. ValleyVet Supply. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. We're going to head back out to Clay Center. This time we're going to meet up with Katie. Katie is one of the herdsmen that works there at the Meat Animal Research Center at Clay Center, and she's going to take us into one of their pole barns and their working facility. Dr. Dan, I'd like to show you some of our highlights of our pole shed of 73 that we're really proud of. 
When we have to bring a heifer in for, to pull a calf or get a calf on her, we bring her up the alleyway, blood box. We can walk them up or it can do horseback. It's set up for either way. You don't have to get in with the animal at any time if you have, are not comfortable with it. If the animal is a little spooky or you're just not comfortable getting in with them, you can always do all this from the outside too. You bring the animal in and they always come to this corner. And so we set it up so this is our pole stall alleyway. And they come right up here. Most of the time, we don't have to close a gate. They walk right in and they're already in the pole stall before we get here. And you can walk them down the alley. When they get past this point, you can quickly swing this gate and close it off. That way they can't come back up the alleyway. You're not in a tight situation. If she is spinning around doing what you, she won't go over here, we can go around to the other gate. And you come in from the other side and you can swing this gate all the way over to here. So there's no real dead corners where they can get in and you can't get them turned around. You can always slowly get them creeped around to where you need to. And then you can take this gate here and just slowly go through and you never have to get next to this animal. Cow goes in. She can get right up into the pulls, catches in the head catch. And you can latch the gate. Now you're ready to pull the calf if you need to pull the calf. If you're just getting her in for milking wise, and then she's a taller heifer, we have different size heights of gates here. We have, since this barn has first time heifer mamas, as well as second timers and older cows, we always have short cows, we have tall cows, we have every size. We found we have to have different size heights of gates to be able to safely, if we have to milk them, graft a calf on, whatever. So you can swing this gate right up against the cow and chain it up. That way she has to stand still. If she wants to lean, she can't lean on top of you, lean on you when you're milking her or reaching down under her udder to clean her, whatever you need to do. Well, this other bottom gate is a C-section gate. So if we have to do a C-section, which we hope never do, but it does happen, we put this up against the cow's legs so she can't bounce around as well. She's more secure for you, but you can still work with the animal. This gate must be swung away from air and be open area for you to work with that cow and be able to get that calf out. We have this pulley system here. So if we do do a C-section, and you need to get that calf out, it's a bigger calf. We can put the chains on the calf, use this pulley to pull that calf up and out of that cow. So you're not trying to strain to lift that baby out of that mom. When we are done with the animal, do, doing what we need to do, we can swing this gate back. Again, you don't have to be in with the animal at all at any time. You can swing this gate back over here. You just slowly walk up here and you can pull your levers where you're not next to the animal, you're safe, they back out of this pole stall and they walk around the corner and into a pen. And as you can see, we also have our normal processing with the alleyway scales for hip, we hip height them, we weigh them, we have EIDs in all of them so they read the EIDs so we can correspond to every information we get put in that computer to that animal. 
They can come up, we just swing gates differently. When we're not calving, this extra gate here is not in the bud box. We take it out, but since we're close to calving, we have it all set up to go. So if we have a surprise, we're ready to go. But we have our bud box here. They go right up the alleyway into our scales and then into our chute. And the chute can go, the animals when they are coming out of the chute can go in technically 12 different directions. We have our drug room right close so we don't have to run all the way across the barn to get any medicine we need. Also when we're vaccinating cats and stuff, we have the vaccine in the fridge at all times that we don't need out. We only have out what we're using. When we sort our cattle, we can go straight out the barn. We can go two ways to the north, we can go to the south. We can go where this horse is standing and we have, there's actually eight pens in front here. And we can also sort into these little pens in the barn if we need be as well. And so we have multiple ways of sorting through our cattle. We have also set up where if we have one that we have to bring back around, we just have to swing two gates and they come right back along the barn, back into the barn, real simple. Again, all can be done horseback, all can be done on foot. These gates can be made into an alleyway going out that way or blocked so they don't go back into the barn when we're working out of the chute here. Let's set up our drug room here. We're slowly getting it up, ready to go for calving wise. We have our bottles and bottle cleaners, OB straps, real easy to get to. Our buckets, we have our scrub iodine, our claustrum bags for when we have a cow that if she loses a calf, we can save the claustrum for any future calves, whatever we need to do. All of our tags and spare, and then of course our refrigerator with our bags of claustrum, powdered claustrum, and then our drugs in here. And this is all, no human food, anything comes in this room, this is all animal supplies. Hey, thanks Katie. What a nifty working facility in Pole Barn. What I really like is the ease on the animals and the safety for the employees. Having all that there so you can pull a calf or milk a cow is going to be very, very important. Having that lower gate for C-sections is extremely important, exposes that side. Having the pulley system on, on us old guys and shoulders lifting that calf up, just excellent. Having the equipment and the pharmaceutical shack close to your working facility helps keep everything handy. You can keep it organized and be ready to go. And lastly, if you saw in the background, I love that Daniels Manufacturing Bud Box uh, lead up alley and shoot. All great tips. Thanks, Katie. More at Meat Animal Research Center when we return. Producers know stress costs money. It puts their cattle at greater risk of illness and can be a substantial drain on animal performance. That's why ZenPro developed ProFusion Drench for Beef Cattle. Formulated with ZenPro's patented trace mineral technology, ProFusion Drench is a no-script, no-needle performance supplement proven to rapidly replenish essential nutrients lost during times of stress. For optimal results, use ProFusion Drench with ZenPro Performance Minerals in feed as part of a complete nutrition program. To learn more, go to ZenPro.com. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. We're gonna head back out to Clay Center, Nebraska. South Central Nebraska is just beautiful. We're gonna meet up with Chad Engel. He's the manager, he's a friend, he's a colleague. He's gonna talk to us about what they're doing with cattle handling and animal welfare at the Meat Animal Research Center 
in Clay Center. Really just thank you for the opportunity, Dr. Dan, to showcase what we do here at Clay Center and some of the training that we do out here and the efforts we make to get better at what we do every day and make the jobs easier of our, of our animal caretakers and stockmen and do a better job for our livestock every day. That's kind of our objective. When you work at a, a research facility like this, we handle the animals a lot, uh, quite a bit more frequently than we would in the industry at a regular commercial ranch or feed yard because of the different requirements and samples and data we're collecting out here all the time for our scientists. So animal handling is always important. It's probably just as much or maybe even more so at a research facility like this. So what we try to do is bring in the experts like Dr. Kip and Ted Howard and help us get better give our managers and our employees the tools they need to be more successful every day, to make their lives easier, to make their jobs safer, to make our research more successful. That's our, that's our objectives every day. I'm, I'm extremely proud of this barn. We call this facility Pole Shed 73, and I know Katie was talking with, with you all earlier about what she does here and the facilities that we designed with Dr. Kipp's help. Um, the amount of people that we need to, to do our cattle working on a given day is significantly less than it was 10 years ago. The number of accidents we have are down, uh, the whole overall disposition of our cattle, and really our entire approach to how we do it has evolved. I was at a meeting 11, 12 years ago where I had the opportunity to listen to Dr. Kip and his team speak, and all I walked away from there thinking was, that's what we need. That's the step we need to take. I need to get these guys on our team and it's been a, a really fun e evolution. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud. It, it, uh, the better we get at it, the more we do it. The more we do it, the better we get at it. And we have, we have the inertia now and the momentum now that we have made a, a change. And it's, it's fun to see. And our guys have taken hold of it. And I would put our crew up against any ranch, any feed yard, anywhere on their ability to read cattle, handle cattle, uh, do it safely, do it efficiently. I don't know of another place that works the same animals uh, as often as we do. You know, you can take a set of cattle, work them once, and you can make quite a few mistakes. But if you've got to work those cattle maybe every three weeks for six months, you can't make any mistakes. And our guys know that, and I, I tip my hat to them um, because they are the, the lifeblood of this place. You know, we've all been through a, a pandemic where the whole world's been shaken upside down. These guys have come to work every day. They've done it just the way we did it uh, before this started, and uh, we're all in debt to them. Uh, they do a, a difficult job, a challenging job, but they do it at a very high level, and I'm really proud to associate with them, and I think everybody that has stake in this place would be too. It's pretty clear that the public has more and more interest of where their food comes from. There's a need for us to have greater transparency about how we produce that food for them and how we care for these animals. And that really is important at a publicly funded or government run facility that is owned by everybody. You know, whether you're a producer, whether you're a consumer, uh, you have interest here, you have stake here. And so we need to be doing it right. We need to, we need to be setting the example of the right way to do it. And we know we're doing that. Um, and we've gotten the people in here to help us do it and be at that level. So um, it doesn't happen overnight. And I don't mean in any way to shape or form to imply that we weren't always doing it right. We're a lot better now uh, than we were. And that's because we've, we've invested in the training, invested in the people, invested in the facilities. And it takes a while, but uh, once, you, once you get that buy-in and people start to see how much better it can be, it really starts to grow. And it, it really takes off and goes. 
you know, sometimes I think we're one of the best kept secrets out in Nebraska. You know, nobody knows we're here. A lot of people don't. And what we're doing here is really neat, really powerful. And so we're just really grateful for the opportunity to show what we can do and, and hope to get some more interest in what we do out here. Hey, great points, Chad. And, you know, what he points out is, you know, you don't have to be an expert. You can bring experts in, but you have to have a commitment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more at the Meat Animal Research Center from USDA in Clay Center, Nebraska. You're watching Doc Talk. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. Valley Vet Supply. Hey folks, let's beam up and move out west. We're going to head back to the Meat Animal Research Center in Clay Center, Nebraska, where we're going to meet up with Chad Engel, and we're going to meet with one of their new herdsmen, Tatum Dickman. And Tatum is going to talk to us about being a new herdsman in pole shed number 12. I'd like you guys to get an opportunity to visit with one of our new managers. Uh, Tatum did an internship with us and then she's worked out here for a little over a year, has been promoted through our ranks really, relatively quickly and she'll be running a, a large cabin area for us and breeding area for us here this spring. And I'm really anxious for you guys to get to visit with her about her perspective on, on the training we provide and our facilities and how she feels about working here and her safety every day. Hi, my name is Tatum Dickman. I've worked here a little over a year now. 73 is definitely my favorite pole shed out here because even when I was night calving, I always felt safe with all the gates that you're able to swing in. I was always able to be horseback and personally I feel more safe on my horse's back than on foot. Here at the research center, I'm the manager of Pole Shed 12, and at Pole Shed 12, we run the GPE herd, which is the breeds that represent the United States. At that pole shed, we have two rounds of calving year in the spring and then in the fall, and we also do two rounds of AI each year in the spring and in the fall. This past year is actually our last year of AIing the fall herd, so pretty excited to really focus down on the spring herd, but we also handle all of the like the grazing needs of the cattle, facility updates, fixing fence, any, anything and everything that it takes to have a manageable cow herd, that's what I do every day. Here on our second day of the cattle handling clinic that we're having here, which Ted and Dr. Kip come usually once or twice a year to help us, it's great to have them give the fundamental tools to us because even like the reading the cow, both on foot, which Dr. Kip is excellent at, or on horse, which uh, Ted is phenomenal at, it's helpful to me to realize like how small of a movement it takes to move like the whole herd of cattle. Even looking at a single eye of a cow can move the whole thing. And then it's exciting to me to be able to just put my horse's foot one place and then the whole herd moves and it's things that I hadn't realized in the past even though I have an extensive background in cattle working it's just how refined your movements can be. Having these trainings is vital to this operation it gives us fundamental tools for each of us to grow and learn on and better cattle handling skills and this facility in particular helps us grow because it not only is it more safe for each person to use because of all the gates but it's all always evolving as well as the other facilities on the research center. Exciting in the last year that I've seen that each pole shed is getting better and better and more safe for each handler to be at and it, it is exciting to see what is going to happen in the next 10 years because even this facility is fairly new so we're really looking forward to seeing how each place really grows to make every place as good as this one. 
Right, Dr. Thompson, thank you again for your time today and for your interest in learning more about uh, U.S. Mark and the work we do here. Of course, we can only offer a little sliver of the overall view of the program, and we'd be happy to ask, answer questions or entertain additional inquiries. Uh, you can always contact us directly, and we definitely have a website uh, on the USDA ARS, Agricultural Research Service, web pages. So we're easy to find. We do give tours. Uh, we got to survive the COVID period here and the pandemic, but we, we welcome tours. We provide tours to stakeholders and industry groups year-round, uh, university groups, judging teams, all kinds of things. So come and see us, learn more about what we do, and thanks again for uh, taking some time to learn more about us today. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks to Dr. Bogus, Katie, Chad, and Tatum at the USDA Meat Animal Research Center. Fall calving or spring calving. A special thanks to Production Animal Consultation, Dr. Kip, Dr. Tom, Ted Howard. You know, it's just such a great testament of how industry working together with government or working together with a research facility to show how acclimation and, and animal handling should be set at a very, very high level. And there's no place like the Meat Animal Research Center on this planet. Go to their webpage and see the research. It's amazing to hear how they're integrating cattle handling practices and cattle acclimation to improve research outcomes, to improve animal health, to improve employee safety by increasing the trust between an animal and people. In the end, it starts and ends with people. People that are committed to a goal of animal welfare and the USDA Meat Animal Research Center at Clay Center has committed to leading our industry. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. If you want to know more about what we do here, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson on behalf of the USDA Meat Animal Research Center. We'll see you down the road. Closed captioning is brought to you by Profusion Drench for Beef Cattle, a no-prescription, no-needle supplement. To learn more, go to zinpro.com. Doc Talk was brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals.